battles of good and evil, magical characters and settings, life lessons learned at the end of long journeys. All of this can be found in a galaxy far, far away, but also at your school, home, or local library. This week, we crack open our big trusty storybook and we investigate fairy tales. How Star Wars is it? Well, hello there, Mike. Hi, Josiah. And hello to the dear listeners out there. Welcome to the show. This is How Star Wars Is It? The only podcast. That's right. And on this, the only podcast, we review anything and ultimately, by the end of the the run of the show, everything. On a scale of 1 to 10 of how Star Wars, that particular topic, uh, happens to be. Yeah, and what does that mean? Well, let's see. Take everything Star Wars. Books. Books. <laughs> movies. Number books. one. <laughs> Number one. All the books that we talk about. We love talking about books uh-huh. on the show. We will talk about some books today, which mm. is exciting. Um, but not Star Wars. Books. Movies, um, video games, comics, video games, comics toys, TV shows, all of it. Day-by-day calendars, backpacks, day by day. the little uh, gibbets you put in your Crocs. Ooh, yes, little baby Yoda gibbets. Surely that exists. (laughs) I have seen a baby Yoda one. I know they exist. Uh Um, All that we put in one big pot. You mix it up. You set it to boil. You get it boiling. You take it down to a simmer. You let it simmer like for hours. Mm -hmm. That's the Star Wars chili. That's a 10 out of 10. That's what we're comparing things to. Only one thing Mm -hmm. has gotten a 10 out of 10. And it's Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Right. Star Wars <laughs> so, things tend to fare better than, you know, say, concepts or food. Yeah. But this week we have a special guest, a returning guest. Yes. And a, and a very special guest. And we're, let's just jump into let's get going on this on this topic because I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be fun. So welcome back to the show. Longtime listener. Actor. Baker. Not a candlestick maker yet. <laughs> Angela Rack. Hey! <laughs> yeah, yeah, here she is. Welcome back to the show, Angela. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Longtime um, listeners will remember Angela from our Avatar The Last Airbender episode. Or maybe if you're a new yes. listener and that's the only one you've listened to, then you'll remember her from that as well. Yeah. Long, Hopefully. Longtime <laughs> listeners also will remember Angela as also being a longtime listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm big in the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Angela's big in the Hasui. I was about to say the Hasui you because that, that is the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she is. She's part of the community. But we're talking about. <laughs> What are we talking about today, Mike? Well, <laughs> we're talking about fairy tales, and um, when we we're uh, we're trying to make a point, especially this month and perhaps next, and maybe the whole year, to like continue to reach out to guests, especially former guests, because we always have fun with guests on the show. And um, Angela was the first person we have slotted in for this, and that was your uh, that was your topic idea. So why are we talking about fairy tales today? <laughs> yeah. 
because uh, you asked what I wanted to talk about, and I was like, mm, what would be good? And uh-huh. then I just mostly thought of topics that you already had talked about. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Circles, uh-huh. probably. So I, one of the, just just to kick it off, one of the things you mentioned when you said, you said, you know, like, what about fairy tales or folk tales? I want to first off define both of those, and if there's any, mm. like, Venn diagram yeah. overlap, because I could I could see that... Perhaps they are different, discrete things, but I feel like we have room to talk about both. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. So fairy tales got fairies. Folk tales have folks. (laughs) (laughs) Done. (laughs) There, we did it. Uh, Yeah. No, I think fairy tales uh, have some kind of magical element. Mm. Mm. And... Fables have a moral, mm. and folktales could be either one, maybe? Yeah, I feel like folktales folk could also be... I'm reminded of the podcast Folklore, which, uh, as many people might have, might have listened to, were really into when it first came out, which sometimes talks about spooky stuff, um, <laughs> where it's like folklore and folktales can be sort of cautionary tales. Mm. Like, I think a folktale like The Boy Who Cried Wolf, you know, stuff like that. Like, and that could maybe even be a fable, too. So I think you're right. I think there is a Venn diagram here where where there is, they each cross over in certain ways where mm-hmm. you could have a story that is possibly a fairy tale, a folktale, and a fable. Um, Mike, do you have a solid answer for the question you asked, or were you just hoping oh, to explore Oh, no, space? I was hoping to uh, get someone else to give me that (laughs) but you're right i think of folk tales as i you know when when i heard the two phrases i thought essentially europe versus america but that is sort of a me being an american america centric uh identity perhaps you know i think of folk tale as like johnny appleseed um, yeah, but I don't know if that's right. <laughs> Which Johnny Appleseed has um, th- like historical basis. Like there, there was a guy mm-hmm, known as mm-hmm. you know Johnny Appleseed. I wonder if that there was a guy. Do all f- yeah, there was. There was a real and, guy. Yeah, and he. Uh, oh, I could tell you so much, but we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> well, right wait a now. second. Hang on. Isn't this our Hold segment on. that we do every week? Appleseed Corner. <laughs> yeah, apple, apple C. Welcome to the corner. I was trying apple. Oh, like uh, the word apple. corner starts with C. Yeah. Well, no, that was. Uh, I don't know. Let's keep going. I would love to hear all about Johnny Appleseed. Is is Pecos Bill a real guy? Because he he lassoed a tornado. Yep, he was based on a real guy. Yeah. What, Angela? Are you <laughs> are you Angela? Okay, this is what I want to know. Because when you came in with. Avatar: The Last Airbender. You were like, I teach a class about this, and we were, and we were like, Hold on, <laughs> should, should you just be in charge of the show? Are we about to find out that you are also like teach a class about fairy tales, or are like an expert at fairy tales too, and we should just let you have the show for like an hour or so? Um, I did, in fact, teach one class on uh, folk tales and fairy tales. Cool. Uh, See, I knew it. <laughs> so uh, I did. You, did you bother defining a difference between them, or did you just kind of uh, umbrella them all kind of together? Uh, I kind of just pushed them all together. I had I came in like the first few weeks with 
stories prepped or like the stories that I wanted to talk about and then I just had like a list of like characters and stories and I was like okay kids what do you want to learn about because then I'll do the research and talk about oh, that cool. Cool. so That's it just cool. kind of went wherever they wanted it to well Mike you know I'm just googling fairy tale and folklore and or folk tale and fable and everything and fairy tale does say that it's European folklore so maybe there is a distinction between mm -hmm. I mean folklore can be European or American but are there any American fairy tales I mean there's an American tale Fifle goes west and there's veggie tales. Yeah. and there's and that's American <laughs> yeah. too for sure uh, veggie tales is Proudly American. <laughs> um, but are there any American fairy tales? I mean, Disney Americanized a lot of them, I guess, kind of. But I'm trying yeah. to think of any, like, originals. Hmm. hmm. Something to think about. I mean, uh, Rip Van Winkle would be a folk tale, I think, yeah. right? But it does have magical elements. So it's true. Hmm. We need to talk to someone. Let's call a professor. Someone who actually knows about European versus American like folktales. And here we go. Let's get him on the Let's like, get him on the line. We could call my mom. <laughs> yeah, let's call Mike's mom. Hey Mike's mom. <laughs> and call my dad. My dad's like, you want to talk about dirt? That's what I'm a professor of. He's a professor of dirt, everyone. Um you know I I figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, okay. So who are the okay. who are like the big names in fairy tales? Like I, I at, at risk of making this episode uh, follow the premise of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are what are some like what are some potential stories we can sort of hone in on as like finding Star Warsy characteristics? Well, you got Grimm's. Mm hmm. Got to have Grimm in there. Mm -hmm. We were talking before we started recording, and we said Hans Christian Andersen. Mm hmm. Yeah another big one what were the a ones classic. like the kids were particularly interested in um well we we talked a lot about american ones actually so like rip van winkle pecos bill hmm. paul bunyan johnny yes. appleseed yes paul bunyan um, and his big ox yes <laughs> big blue just talking about john henry i love john henry yeah we did yep john henry kind of makes me cry a little bit yeah because it's like sad you know? It's super sad. Yeah. Do you know John Henry Mike? Uh-uh. <laughs> I was picturing some kind of president, but that, that can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's the best uh, uh, rail, ra railroad spike driver, uh. right? That's what his job <laughs> is. And yeah. he's like this really strong black man. And then the he, there's a race between him and the new machine they have that does it. And does he die at the end or something terribly sad? Yeah, yeah he dies he at the wins. end. He, he wins. He works so hard that he beats the machine, but he also like literally worked himself to death and he dies. That's and it's like a metaphor bad. for the it's a yeah. metaphor for the death of like the American West and the oncoming of industrialization and everything and it's mm. very sad. Yeah. That was honestly when if I have to pick if I had to pinpoint a time when the world started going downhill. <clears throat> first off, <laughs> agriculture so that's way a long way a long time ago. oh i was thinking then, that that little bastard fish that grew legs <laughs> yeah. if we're gonna go even further back that one was pretty bad yeah more recent still far back when john henry got beat or won and then died that would be 
when industrialization really took a hold, I'm going to say that one was pretty bad. Mm -hmm. So let's go back. We got to go back. Let's go pre. Mm -hmm. Let's go agrarian, guys. Come on. Let's go back to the old days. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Sorry. I'm a little bit all over the place because I'm excited and I'm having fun. <laughs> Fairies <laughs> are real. What do we think about that? <laughs> like in the way that Johnny Appleseed was real? I think that might be a stretch. <laughs> no, in the way that they are real and actually real. And that you're... So, a Angela, do you think so? I... Uh, I kind of feel like a kid when I think about fairies where I didn't... So, like, I kind of knew that Santa Claus wasn't real, but I wanted to pretend that I thought he uh -huh, was real just because uh -huh. it's, sure. like, nice, you know? It is nice. Uh, I, I had a high school teacher who legitimately thought that fairies were real. And he was like, well, I mean, animals have all kinds of, like, camouflage and, like, mm. protective defense systems. Yeah. Maybe we just, like, haven't found fairies yet. Maybe they have a really strong urge to stay away from people and, like, go, like, bury themselves and die alone or something so we haven't found any mm. bodies. It could happen. And I was like, maybe. Yeah. Was, so, I like, like this. Was his um, general understanding, though, that they, they were, like, magic? Was was that part of his his um Was he thinking they were just animals or was he also thinking they were magical animals? Because I to put my cards on the table, I think oh, there they my, are. my literal cards. <laughs> Mike and I play with cards while we record. Um Oh nice. Uh I have listened to enough podcasts and read enough spooky stories to think that fairies are real and like in a magic way of like <clears throat> don't fuck with fairies like you're <laughs> supposed to treat them with respect and like treat their land with respect and if you like break into a fairy circle or whatever it's like really bad and they can like give you bad luck and especially in the old country like in ireland like especially you don't mess with fairies mm. um which i don't know this this is very tangential to the topic because it's not like every fairy tale actually has fairies in them mm -hmm. but fairy tales but tales of fairies are always sort of like cautionary tales to be like d b you have to give them sugar or they will give you a rash for the rest of your life <laughs> and it's like stuff like that you know it's like if you don't if you go and you chop down the wrong tree every single one of your cows will be stillborn like it's like you know it's they're real is what I'm saying. So that, mm. that's all I wanted to say about that. Hmm. Yeah. We're just I'm changing the podcast to be a paranormal podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm here for it. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about the shadow people. <laughs> um, so uh, going to going back to like a Hans Christian Andersen type. Yeah, I, I, think, way I off think track. The, the like <laughs> capital F, capital T fairy tale that we sort of picture when we hear that phrase. Fairy at least, tale. at least for me. Again, I know, like you said, your your students were more interested, perhaps, in American folklore. But uh, I think of like Sleeping Beauty or Cinderella yeah. or the the things that Disney got to first. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The classics. And which. Uh, Cinderella specifically, I think it's true for a number of stories, but Cinderella in particular, there are versions of Cinderella from like thousands of years ago mm. in like 
all these different cultures. So you can read like the Chinese version or the Romanian version or the Irish version or, you know, wherever. It's like all over with like different details was, in all that, the stories. was that a a repercussion of it being passed through different cultures or did they somehow all in the same way like the great flood kind of a bunch of cultures like invented it at the same time is it do you know i don't know uh, nope okay. <laughs> i would say let's guess um <laughs> No, well, I mean, what's interesting, too, about when I was reading about fairy tales just now is, like, a big part of it is, and of folk tales and everything, is is oral tradition, passing things down through word of mouth until they get codified into a um, story that's written down somewhere, which is which is all that the Grimm's and the Andersons of the world were, were doing, was mm-hmm. taking tales that already existed and then, like, putting them into a thing. And I wouldn't be surprised if there was a Cinderella tale a long time ago that that was just a fun story that people liked that then got passed around the silk road and got mm. over everywhere else and it's like that because- super s that everybody drew in in elementary school <laughs> have you ever seen there's like an article i think someone at like vulture or some kind of you know cool news outlet like that like investigated that s like where did this start where did this come from and like yeah. nobody knows <laughs> everyone's like oh, wow. I, I saw it drawn by kevin in second uh-huh. grade me too <laughs> <laughs> Kevin S. Kev- yeah, and then Kevin's like, "Well, I got it from so and so, and they so and so also starts with S, and that's why they were writing it all the time." Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, or, 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 uh, what's it called? Whenever two things evolve at the same time on different continents, like convergent evolution or whatever. Something like that. Like how how um, right. comedians come up with the same joke because like it's a tinder related joke and it's 2011 and everyone's talking about tinder <laughs> or how or how or how nature keeps trying to create crabs do you know about this what? <laughs> nope <laughs> what <laughs> so <laughs> so the, the crabs of the world are like not related to each other they all just like like there's like five or something distinct families of crab that aren't related at all they just Nature loves a crab. It's just super efficient to have like a circle and a bunch of legs coming off the circle. Uh-huh. And so like nature, like evolution has made crabs independently, like multiple different times on the earth. That's so And so funny. a lot of people are like, if we ever meet wow. aliens, they're probably going to be crabs because <laughs> it's just like, apparently evolution just loves crabs. Unless it's just for like, you know, earth. That's true. It could if be just earth. You know, Crabs are the ideal creature to live on Earth. Uh-huh. My last name means crab, incidentally. Really? <gasps> it does? Yep. It, I just typed it. Like, like in a, it, what language or... or... Czech. Oh. Ooh. Okay, yes. There's a word for it, and it's called carcinization. It's an exa- So it's convergent evolution in which a crustacean evolves into a crab-like form. Uh, and so there's like, yeah... How, I don't even know. There's a bunch of different just families of crab. And there's like articles about it and stuff. Like there's one from Pop Science, Popular Science says why everything eventually becomes a crab. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. I that that like being working in the design industry, that kind of makes sense because you're given a very specific problem in the case of evolution and atoms and gravity, that problem is like earth is 
this temperature and this amount of gravity and this condition, you know, whatever. And in my case, you know, the problem might be you have to like make a sign that's this big and it has to be from this height to this height. So everything ends up looking the same, you know, like, yeah, (laughs) thinking of, um, I don't know, the universe or God as a designer, that kind of makes sense that he's like, "Mm, crap. (laughs) Crap. Why reinvent the crab? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Why reinvent the crab? Speaking of crab, you know who's a crab? Sebastian the crab. (laughs) Bring it back. And many fairy tales and fables involve animals. Sure. That's true. Yep. In general. So where do we land on like like storybook kindergarten type stories like... like mother goose type of things like the three little mm. pigs or whatever interesting 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 i don't know this why is, i'm this all is... about like classifying what is and is not a fairy tale <laughs> yeah mike's really into the taxonomy of this episode <laughs> yeah i well i'm hoping that the three little pigs and some other of those kids ones are fairy tales because they do there is they are part of the game <laughs> so oh. if they're not then there's gonna be real egg on my face and i'm gonna look like a, a real a real dunce um, well I, they they are then i mean we're defining done. it now so we just define legally yeah. they are fairy tales yeah, 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 legally. from this point forward yep. let's call a professor get them to legally <laughs> make this so no we'll just tell them because yeah. it's legal now That's we true. declared it we've already filed it i declare this yeah. legal <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these days. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, to be the the steward of not to the, be... the podcast premise, Lucas at some point, like when he was developing Star Wars and like pitching it to places and they were all like, no, I don't think so. He kept kind of running into the the red light from different studios because his idea was essentially a fairy tale. Like he yeah. he said, you know, like that you know, it's a sci-fi epic fantasy and people were like, "Oh, I see." Like 2001 and he's like, "No, no, no. Like a good versus evil like stripped down back to basics fairy tale." Prince save the princess or whatever and and everyone was like no one wants that right now yeah <laughs> in the late 70s or whatever and uh, as it turns wow. out they all did yeah <laughs> once again showing that execs don't really know what people want Mm-mm. um also yeah this might be doing an episode on fairy tales is interesting because like the hero's journey and like joseph campbell's archetypes and everything a lot of those i feel like come from fairy tales and folklore and stuff like that mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. because it's like <clears throat> one preceded the other and then you're able to find the patterns and we're mm-hmm. able to have the pattern of the hero's journey because we've seen it throughout a bunch of different stories um m- many of which were fairy tales to start or folk tales or what or what have you mm-hmm. yeah plenty there's plenty of those i mean you got Cinderella. I mean, going back to the example of Cinderella, there's like a little bit of a hero's journey with Cinderella. Like, there's a dark night of the soul. There's <laughs> the rege- I don't know. Does she reject the call? I don't mm. know if she rejects the call. Um, I the- I mean, maybe a passive rejection when she's just like she doesn't well, get to go. Guess I'm not gonna go that, and she doesn't like mm. just decide to go. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's of course the classic part of the hero's journey where you chop off some toes. Of Classic. A stepsister. Right. Yep. You know, that that's, I think, step 11? <laughs> Sounds right, yeah. Yeah. 
Let's Step see. 11, Let's chop see. off there's, toes. There's the cutting in your sister while she's dancing with the prince. That's step <laughs> seven. Step eight is scary, scary mom. Step nine. <laughs> scary stepmom, a villain, at, a villain at Disney World. I do love the villains at Disney World whenever they're all like dancing together because like the amount of villainy varies wildly from villain to villain. Because you've got like Cinderella's stepmom there, who's just like a mean lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, versus like an all-powerful sea witch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then like Gaston, who's like a ch a Chad, like yeah. like just he's like definitely a, a bad dude. He's definitely a bad guy, but he doesn't have any like magical powers. And then you have like Maleficent, who's like, I can turn into a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why are you guys all hanging out? <laughs> you have nothing in common. Except for just being bad. Um, you know, this is I we've said now a couple of times Disney. And Yeah. Uh taking something that has been around forever and then being like, no, this is ours now is mm. a Disney thing to do. And they are kind of in the middle of doing that with Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> That's true. Oh. And Disney owns Star Wars. And Disney owns Star Wars. Yeah. I mean it's it feels like because fairy tales fairy tales fairy tales are so related to just storytelling mm -hmm. and because now this is interesting this is something else i was going to say that mike said earlier because star wars is science fiction and fantasy but it is a fairy there is some fairy tale elements because there's magic mm -hmm. where does once again back to taxonomy where do we? Where does it fall between fantasy and fairy tale? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Because mm -hmm. how Star Wars is a fairy tale, I don't know. How Star Wars is fantasy? Fantasy is pretty Star Wars, yeah. right? Because Star Wars is half fantasy, right there, like just sort of by its genre depictions. But yeah, where does the like Lord of the Rings isn't a fairy tale, but it is fantasy, and mm -hmm. there is magic in it. Mm -hmm. But then. Where does that, yeah, where do we draw the line between, when did it become fantasy, you know? I, my instinct says, uh, like, fairy tales are individual stories. Like, this one character was walking along the road, and then this like happened. Mm -hmm. And fantasy feels like bigger, like, this is the world that mm -hmm. this is taking place in. And here are some ground rules. And here's the way yes. that magic functions. Mm -hmm. More and now epic. here are stories within that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I yeah. like that. That's a good distinction. Well, now that we've really drilled down into figuring out what a fairy tale is, mm -hmm. I feel like now. <laughs> yeah, what other, what other like either defining or kind of analyzing efforts did you guys all explore when you were teaching this? What, what was the age level that you mm -hmm. were teaching a class about fairy tales? Oh, young. It was like at five-year-olds, oh, okay. six, seven, eight. Good. <laughs> young, young people. Yeah, yeah. Young people. So what, like, what other kind of... Uh, I don't know, nuggets or fun facts or or maybe it's that mm. there wasn't. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I didn't um I mean it's been a few years since I've taught this one and I didn't I I came into the Avatar episode like prepped with like yeah, notes and like totally. all this stuff. Right, and for this one I was teaching, like, nice fairy tales, that'll be fun. You were doing yeah, that like at fun. that moment, weren't you? Like, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's also true. Teaching in that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's a, uh, 
what's a what's a fave then just everyone around the horn mm. fave just a fave fairy tale classic or folk tale or fable <laughs> or any story <laughs> i i mean we already talked about the ones i i do love american folk tales i do think that john john henry is a favorite of mine there was a really cool book that was called something oh what was it called Rick Riordan, it was from his line of uh, books that were like written by other people um, for other cultures and other like mm-hmm. mythologies. And there was one called Tristan Strong Punches a Hole in the Sky. And it was follows like a young black American like teen, like, like 13 years old or whatever. And he it sort of follows the Percy Jackson, like instead of a Percy Jackson, Greek pantheon, it's American, uh, African American, African American, (laughs) specifically folk tales and, uh, gods and such like a Nazis in there. And, uh, John Henry's in there and it's a really good (laughs) book. But anyway, that's, that's neat. That sounds good. Everyone should read it. It's fun. The one that immediately came to my mind when you asked faves, which is like kind of a stretch, but is, um, Although, I mean, fairy tales get told and retold and changed and all that, so I guess this fits. That storybook, that picture book from when we were all about the, like, you know, the kind of kindergarten age, the true story of the three little pigs. Do either of you yes. remember that book? It was, like, told oh. from the point of view of the wolf. Yeah! yeah and how wolf. he yeah. was kind of the victim the whole time. Yeah. yeah. I remember, like, <laughs> reading that as, you know, again, a, a, chi- a small child going, oh, my God, this goes all the way to the top. <laughs> like, I remember just blowing my mind that, like, perspective and how reliable the narrator is can, like, define <laughs> your understanding of a story. <laughs> yeah! We gotta tell someone. <laughs> People have to know. Mom, Dad, (laughs) call the media. (laughs) Any faves, Angela? Yeah, I always really liked Beauty and the Beast. Yes. It's just kind of classic. And Belle does stuff and like is a person (laughs) and makes decisions. I think one time, Angela, I saw you at C2E2 and you were Belle. Oh yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So there's, there's another (laughs) connection that, which, you know, I mean, I I would, if I look, if I could be Belle, I would probably also have Beauty and the Beast as a favorite, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm much more beast like. (laughs) <laughs> then I guess this. you'll starve. <laughs> <laughs> I just like break a, a vase with a with a rose in it. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't that be a person? The vase? Yeah, I don't know. Like Ho- there's probably. a teapot. That's a lady. <laughs> well, presumably they had presumably they had an inanimate objects that were just Prior inanimate to, objects. Yeah, okay, just okay. stayed. <laughs> you don't think that yeah. everything in the beast's castle it was once a guy? <laughs> <laughs> they had they had very little furniture, very little like there was yeah. they had so many attendants. He had Honestly, only just moved in. Like, the previous yeah. owners of the castle were off to Austria or something and <laughs> he, he had a real problem where he had no like dishes or silverware but he had like 150 servants <laughs> that that were specifically for food. And they all <laughs> had a resemblance they- to different like household objects. <laughs> yeah, it was like this this one looks like a plate. This uh-huh. one looks like a four. This one looks like an this iPhone. One, yeah. 
the curse hit and he was like, thank God, finally I have things. <laughs> He's like, yes, I can finally sit down. Oh. <laughs> I was sat in days. Um, Angela, well, did you ever get to do Beauty and the Beast like at, as a show or anything? Yeah, when I was in high school. Me too. I was, I was a dancing fork. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Was it like a musical? Like mm-hmm. Disney's yeah. Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. That's cool. The Like the student version. Yeah, yeah. I got to be Gaston. Oh, oh hell yeah. No nice. Got to die every night. Our our director, for some reason, God, high school theater. So it's crazy. Um, <laughs> the things they get away with. But uh, whenever I died, uh, I got thrown off stage. But I got thrown off stage from like the castle part of the set, which was like, <laughs> you know, eight feet tall platform or something. Wow. And I got thrown off the side and I was like, are we going to have some like padding or something for me to land on? And the director was like, no, I feel like if we have padding on it, you'll slip on it and fall and it'll be worse. So we'll just put another table there for you to fall on the table. Oh, no. And so and it wasn't even a <laughs> like tall table. Like professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah. So we, so we put like a three foot tall table next to off stage. So where I would jump off and aim for the table. <laughs> and just land on the table, still falling like six feet, <laughs> just landing on the table instead. And it hurt every night. <laughs> oh no! It never hurt. Uh, but that was high school theater for you. Oh man. Dave, that was a bad choice. <laughs> yeah, come on Dave, come get on, your Dave. act together. Dave, come, come on. on. He's just he's a reti- child. He's retired now, so he's no longer hurting children. <laughs> <laughs> No one falls like Gaston. (laughs) Breaks his jaw like Gaston. Um, With that, I don't know. Should we jump into the Sarlacc pit since our Zoom is under one minute remaining? (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I think so. Yeah, let's jump in and then we'll come back and play a game. Yeah, cool. We And we're crabs. (laughs) And we're crabs. Eventually. Eventually, we'll all be crabs. That does make me now want to... um, be able to fast forward like an eon or an epic or a period, however long it would take for essentially humans next evolutionary stage to be more crab like. <laughs> yeah. Like I would love to see that guy. We're just like we just get flat, you know. <laughs> yeah. it's like instead of standing up straight, we're like start. You know scuttling that around. that character in Angela? Did you happen to read Andy Weir's Project Hail Mary by any chance? He's the guy who wrote nope. The Martian. Um, there, there's an alien in that book who is described as essentially crab-like, and the planet mm-hmm. he's from is under like 23 times the pressure of Earth's gravity. So, like, oh, wow. it makes sense that a flat thing does well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Flat, flat is good. Well, welcome back to and the show, we're flat. <laughs> And we're flat, crabs. I've got the game this week. And we're going classic, old school, Uh RPG time. (laughs) Angela has to leave us to go play an RPG. She's going to go (laughs) play Dungeons and Dragons. I'm going to make her play another one right now. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Okay. So we're actually using a different system this time. Um, We are using uh, the rules. Instead of D20, we'll be using a D6 system which is powered by the apocalypse. I'm stealing their systems. Uh, because you have to create, you have to, guys, you have to make your characters. Oh, yeah. All right. 
So, but here's the thing. You have to be a precocious child. So that's, okay. that's, that, that's the only class. Okay. The only class is precocious child. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, but you have stats that you do get, have to assign. So I'm going to write these down too. I'm going to write these down too because I need to remember them. It'll be easier for me to see. Lovely. Okay. So here's your stats. Now, this is going to be annoying because this word is hard for me to say. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have to say it a lot. Naivete. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, how naive you are. Versus your worldliness. Okay. okay? Mm -hmm. So now, these two stats are diametrically opposed. Ah. Okay? So if one is a so four, the other is a two? Exactly. Got so it. you're going to assign mm. that from one to six, you're going to assign each of these a value. Now here, here's, and whichever one, yes, if, if naive is a four, then worldliness is a two, okay. uh, et cetera, et cetera. Now here's what, here's what happens in the game. Or you, do I have that right? Yes. Is it four and three, two and five, one and six? No, it's, it's, it's two and four, three and three. Oh, got it. One, one and five, et cetera. <clears throat> so, Here's, what, here's, here's the way the, the main game mechanic works. You're going to have to roll for naivete, roll for worldliness, etc. <laughs> when you're rolling your d6, you want to get, if, if you're rolling for, naiv for naivete, you want to get under the value of your stat. So if you're naive as a five, you want to get five or below. Oh, sure. Um, and that means you succeed. So go ahead and assign, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> the next diametrically opposed stat so you've got naivete and worldliness which will be able to uh, assign your numbers for those in a second okay. the other diametrically opposed stat is magic <laughs> and fighting mm. so magic is magic fighting mm -hmm. is like the physical stuff it's uh -huh. not magic I see. Sim similarly diametrically opposed okay so if magic is a one Fighting is a five. So in order to assign these numbers, do we roll or do we pick a number and then we you just roll? Get to, you just get to pick okay. right now. Okay. You just pick, mm. pick what they are, which basically uh, you're saying how naive your character is or how worldly they are, how good at magic <laughs> they are, or how good at fighting <laughs> okay, they are. Great. And you can also name them something fun. Ah, uh, okay. And it's a precocious child? It is a precocious child. Okay, I've got my numbers and my name. How you doing, Angela? Good. I'm just a slow decision maker. <laughs> well, the good Sorry, news we're is, on a timed Zoom call. The, well, I the made good a really is, like, uh, simplistic decision. <laughs> Mike's three is all the way down. <laughs> great, great. Okay. Well, okay, Mike, right. introduce us to your character. Okay, my character is called Gladen the Boy. <laughs> and... Uh, he has a naivete of five and a worldliness of one. Good, uh, good. Which I am basing on a true story. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he has a magic of five and a fighting of one. <laughs> <laughs> He's a magical, naive boy. Uh -huh. Lovely. Okay, Angela, will you introduce us to your character? Uh, yeah. Uh, my character is named Barthena. <laughs> Barthena. Um, she has a naivete of three and a worldliness of three. Okay. Because it was five and one, but I don't want to be the same. Oh. So, <laughs> <I changed it. laughs> hey, you can do that. 
<laughs> and then a magic of four and a fighting of two. Okay, interesting. All right. Hopefully M- we don't really, have to fight. <laughs> Mike's really Mike's really min-maxing his naivete uh-huh. over there. All right, so welcome welcome to the Fairy Tale RPG. Here's your goal for this RPG. Get as many sweet treats as possible. <laughs> so you two are brother and sister, by the way. Okay, yeah, so, I see. Like a classic Hansel and Gretel sort of situation. Yeah, maybe. A you Gladen might say and that. Barthena type of deal. A Gladen and Barthena situation. <laughs> yeah. So you have heard that there is a whole house made of candy in them there woods. Uh-huh. Yes. What do you guys do? Are you going to go try to go out into the woods? Oh, without a doubt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're, already, we're already walking. Yeah. Already gone? <laughs> yeah. All right, so... Uh, you are on your way in the woods in a classic Hansel and Gretel situation. Um, now, you do get a little lost. Uh, actually, wait. Mm-hmm. Roll for... <laughs> both of you roll for a naivete, and let's see if you get lost. Okay. I rolled a roll three. A what does that mean? <laughs> so you succeeded on your naive roll. Which is meaning I did get lost. (laughs) Yes, you did get lost. Um, I got a two. So you also succeeded on your naive roll. So you both uh, are lost, but don't realize you're lost. Uh You're just like bopping along. You're like, everything's great. Everything's going good. And while you're just wandering through the woods, a wolf interrupts you and asks where you're going. Both of you roll for naivete again. Don't tell him. Yeah, roll for naivete again to see if you tell him. I got a five as well. Okay, so Mike does tell him, uh-huh. but no! Angela oh, does we're gonna not. Oh, we're going to go find a candy house. <laughs> <laughs> no, shh, no, don't. Huh? So Gladen, Gladen tells Barthena, tries to get him to stop. Actually, Barthena, let's see. For you to try to stop Gladen from spilling the beans, <laughs> let's roll. <laughs> how, how would you like to try to stop him? Uh, I'm going to try to cover his mouth <laughs> okay i'm gonna say that's i want to say that's fighting so go ahead and roll for fighting and see okay six all right well your fighting is a two so you need to get a two or a one so you do fail and what happens to you, me? you 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 still you still yell we're going to a candy house okay <laughs> so the wolf says oh okay and he just like walks away <laughs> So you wander around in the forest for a long time, but then eventually you see a candy house. (gasps) I think that's it. (laughs) (laughs) I like Gladen the boy's voice. That's gotta be it. It's a house and it's made of candy. (laughs) Perfect. Let's get closer, but don't touch anything until we make sure there are no traps. This is good. I like that Barthena... I can feel her worldliness. She is, a th- she's a true 3-3. Three, three, and know? I can feel from the performer standpoint that one of us is familiar with uh, role-playing games and the other is not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Angela did just say check check for traps, uh-huh. so you know she's ready. You know she's ready. And I'm like, okay. what? <laughs> huh? So, Angela, roll worldliness to see if you can see if anything is going on here. Four. Your worldliness is a three, so you do fail. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Um, Mike, roll naivete to see if you think everything's fine. <laughs> a two. Yep, you think everything's great. 
Uh, Seems good. <laughs> so you guys, you guys have checked this house out. You walk in. There's a witch in there, but she's really furry and has a long snout and sharp teeth and a big belly like they just ate something like in Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he turns to you and he's, this, this witch turns to you and says, Welcome, children. Would you like some candy? Um, I know that I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. <laughs> okay, well, hey, roll a, go ahead and roll a naivete to see, naivete to see if you do know that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, uh, Angela, roll worldliness again to see if you can see what's going on. Okay. Three. You can see what's going on. You can tell that this is a wolf. <laughs> Wait, it's a wolf. <laughs> the wolf, the witch wolf goes... The better to eat you with. Wait, what? Uh, and then, <laughs> wait, wait. Walk that back. <laughs> Say what big teeth you have. <laughs> yeah. So try, do it again. Do it again. Feed me the line. And then he tries to get you. Go ahead and roll. Um, how are you going to try to fight this wolf? Are you trying to fight him or magic him? I want to magic him. Yeah, that's certainly okay. my strong suit as barrier well. barrier or something. Okay, so how do you... So in this house made of candy, which is a magical house, mm-hmm. um, what do you do magic-wise to to try to fight this wolf? Uh, I'm gonna, I want to throw up a magical barrier. Oh, you like said Like a already. little invisible wall. I love that. Love it. Mike, what are you going to do? Um, I'm going to uh, try to turn the wolf into a little tiny version of the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Make it really small. Okay. So roll for ma- both of you roll for magic. Uh, I got a four. I got a five. Oh, dang, Angela, you're rolling badly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yep. Usually did- high is good, but I know, uh, not, not in this right game. <laughs> so you, your magical barrier uh, dissipates, but don't worry. Gladon the boy turns the wolf into very tiny wolf, and then he uh, gets Ooh. he gets squished. Oh, he's like, Meh, and then he just gets squished. He goes. What squishes him? We wanted one of your feet. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. (laughs) So we are now complicit in this. (laughs) Yeah. Unless you don't want to kill him. Wait, wait. I shouldn't, I shouldn't put, put, put this into your, into your, put actions into your, into your like selves. Do you want to kill this wolf or you just want to be small? Well, now he's kind of cute. Yeah. It's true. Do you want to take him with you? I want to. Yep, I want to grab a little box and put him in the little box. Okay, great. Yeah. Now you have now you have a tiny wolf inside of a little candy box. Okay, great. So, everybody, you both get to level up your magic. Oh, yes. Uh, which means you get to roll two d six now every oh, time. So you have, your odds are better. Pick the better of the two. Yes. Gotcha. Got it. All right. Congratulations. Oh, also. Um, you all, you, you, uh, let's see. You're both of you also are more worldly now because you've had this really intense experience. <laughs> and so you're world, you both get to roll two dice for worldly checks too. Okay. Yes. All right. On to the next chapter. <laughs> oh, by the way, a woodsman, a woodsman shows up at right after. And he's like, got his ax out. And he's like, I heard there was a, oh, okay. We got never, it. You, you got it. All right. Everything's well, uh, under control. <laughs> okay, great. Cool. Um, you guys have all the candy you could want in this big candy house, but you realize yes. that most of it 
is like black licorice and it's like um, marzipan and it's like structural candy. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't actually taste oh. very good. <laughs> Load bearing candy. <laughs> Load bearing uh, candy, yeah. So disappointing. And the woodsman sees you guys trying to eat the stuff and he says, you know, uh, candy is really bad for you. I've, uh, there's fr- Fruit is a much better treat. I've heard of a place that has apples that are to die for. Wait, to die for? I say, that sounds good. What's your name, by the way? (laughs) My name is Woodsman. I wasn't given a name. So it's going to be. (laughs) My name's Peter Parker. (laughs) I just feel like I like you a lot. This is great. (laughs) Peter Parker, the Woodsman. Um, Do you want to just. So the Woodsman says, if you can come with me, I can show you these great apples. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it worked for us last time. <laughs> True. So you, he takes you to the house of the seven dwarves. <laughs> wow. You come in and all seven dwarves are like, our Snow White is dead. <laughs> and they're so sad. Roll. So you both, uh, 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 um, both of you rolled naivete. Five. <laughs> Mike succeeds. Oh, does five My count for me? Yes. Oh, uh, as the naive. Yes. I can't roll right now. My phone is frozen. Here, let me roll for you. Okay, thank you. All right, I'm rolling for Angela. Google, roll a d6 for me. You got a one, which succeeds. Uh, yeah! So you both succeed in your naivety checks. They see you and they go, you're our new Snow White, <laughs> both of you. <laughs> <laughs> and they start like um like doting on you and bringing you all these all these like treats oh, and sure. all these all this stuff um but they tell you that the real snow white is in a castle guarded by a dragon and that's also where all her sweet apples are mm. so if you want the sweet treats you got to go to the castle well i that that's merely the illusion of choice gladen says <laughs> <laughs> It's um, true. Out of curiosity, why is Snow White not okay now? <laughs> well, she ate an apple and then she passed mm. out forever. Wait, apples, that's what we're going to get. <laughs> yeah, they're really good. Okay, seems worth it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you go to the castle along the way. You, the woodsman is like, I was supposed to kill Snow White, but then I don't want to do that, so I'm going to leave. But um, I have this friend here who's a prince, and he's trying to find Snow White, so you guys should go with you. And he gives you a prince. And the prince is like, hello, I'm a prince. I'm looking for Snow White. Great. And- can you carry this back? Uh, what? He's <laughs> so cute. Yeah, that's Great. a tiny wolf who ate a lady. <laughs> is there a tiny lady inside of, inside of the wolf? <laughs> I mean, we can probably. only assume. That's somewhat disturbing. Um, he comes with you. So Snow White has has been in this tower for so long that her uh, hair has grown and fallen out of the tower window. Mm. Okay, mm. so this is. Guys, this is a mashup of a lot of fairy tales. I don't know if you realize Wait, it. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's ma- roll both of you roll naivete. <laughs> Can you roll Angela? Is your phone still being yes, weird? I'm back. Okay. Got a two. I got a three. 
You both succeed, which means you are blissfully unaware of the dragon, and you're just like climbing her hair, being like, <laughs> So you climb her and hair. And is the prince still with us? Yeah, the prince is still with Can you. Can I he ask him his name? Too. Yeah, he says, my name's Prince Tony Stark. Okay. Because <laughs> I didn't give him a name. Um, these people aren't important. They're archetypes. Okay. <laughs> They're not as important as the you main characters. You design Gl buildings? <laughs> yes, Gladon. <laughs> I like that um, it's become Gladon. Oh, what was it? Gladon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gladon the boy. Like a Glade plug-in. <laughs> so no one knows how to wake the princess. Mm. Um, everyone roll a worldliness check. I got a six. Oh, wait. We can roll this one twice. Yes, two worldliness die. Three is my lower number. Oh, I'm gonna roll it a second time too. My lower is four. <laughs> so Mike, Mike needed to get a one, so he doesn't succeed. Angela does succeed. Barthena, you realize the only way to wake the princess is if the prince kisses her. Okay, it's gonna sound gross, but you gotta kiss her. <laughs> Oh. I know. I know. Just do it. Don't even think about it. He like holds his nose and is like, Ugh, and goes <laughs> down for a big old smoocherino. And he wakes her up and Snow White's like, oh, I'm alive. Don't eat those apples. That's I'm so sorry. Po I, I know the first one was poisoned, so I just wouldn't eat any more of them just in case. <sighs> she says, although... I have heard, I don't know if they're sweet or not, but I have heard of some beans that might be pretty tasty. Uh-huh. Where are they? Maybe. Where are oh, they, long that, hair lady? They're that way. And, and she points towards in the distance where you can see a giant beanstalk. All right, you both get to also your worldliness goes up one more again because you've experienced <laughs> this intense situation so now you get to roll three for worldliness and then do we need to roll now um no? not yet okay, okay. okay um so how in the damn hell are we gonna get over there <laughs> the, the prince what he said damn in hell Clayton, your language i've been He's just getting... trying it out when you were talking to the prince to kiss the princess i was just reading over here in the corner he's been getting way too worldly now i've been reading um, chuck palinuk's fight club <laughs> she had a copy over here clayton that's not age appropriate for you <laughs> just because the reading level says eighth grade doesn't mean you can actually read it I read so many books I shouldn't have read in elementary school because they were like, it's a new reading level. And I was like, cool. And then it would be so disturbing. Um, no. <clears throat> I don't know why they had those books in an elementary school library. Reading level should factor in age and interests. Because I had a fairly yes. high reading level as a kid and it was like, okay, well then you have to read War and Peace or whatever. And it's like, I don't want to read that. Yeah, I want to read Captain Underpants. Yes. And also big books. Um, okay, so the prince drops you off at the beanstalk. Uh, while climbing it, you run into the house. There, there's all these houses stuck on the beanstalk. You run into the house, and there's three bears inside there, and this little girl who's, like, being kind of weird. Go ahead and roll naivete. Oh, she got a six! <laughs> Uh-oh! Working Angie. on it. One! 
one. So, Angela, you think everything's fine. Um, Mike, something's going on with you. You've become more worldly. What the damn hell is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> you can tell that this this girl doesn't belong here and that she's taking advantage of the bear's hospitality. Uh-huh. What are you going to do about it? I'm going <laughs> to use magic. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what do you want to do? I want to shrink her shrink down her. real little. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead and roll. But, so but twice as big as the wolf, so she's the bigger of the two. Because my goal is gotcha. to put her in the box in there, but she can she can beat up on him. Okay, go ahead and roll two <laughs> dice for me. Okay, first one was a three. That's good, right? <laughs> that is good. That means you succeed. Uh, she shrinks down, but she's twice the size of the wolf, <laughs> and now you can put her in there, that little box. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so now you've got a little girl in there and also a wolf. What are they doing? Uh, they're playing tiddlywinks because <laughs> they're bored. Uh -huh. um, so then you run, you keep going up the beanstalk. You run into another house. There's three little pigs and another wolf. <laughs> oh my goodness, they're all over. Go ahead and roll another naivete check. <laughs> One. <laughs> Six. Okay, Angela did not succeed, so she now can see that something's going on. <laughs> you can tell that this wolf is about to eat these pigs. What are you going to do gotta about it? We gotta stop this wolf! Uh -huh. He's about to eat these pigs! No! What are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to tackle the wolf. Oh, fighting! <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, go ahead and roll for fighting. Okay. Two. You succeed! Yes! You tackle the wolf, immediately knock him out, and he goes, <laughs> and the pigs go, thank you so much, you saved us! In unison? Yeah, they say it all at once. You no, know, they do it like an improv game where they're like, thank you, you so, so much, you saved us! <laughs> um, and they say, leave the wolf here, we'll cook him up in a pot and eat him! Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you want another one? It's small. <laughs> they look at that wolf and they go, mm, he would barely be a morsel. You can keep it. Okay. Um, I love these precocious children, Gladen and Barthena. So now you are all the way up to the top of the beanstalk. You see a giant kingdom and the beanstalk goes right up to the kitchen where you see a bunch of sweets there's like cookies <laughs> there's like sweet bread there's it's ever there's everything you could ever want nice um but you also see jack in there and he's being like hugged really tightly by a giantess <laughs> roll a naivety check i wish <laughs> i got a four i what? got a two <laughs> um all right, you guys think that everything's going great. Looks normal here. <laughs> <laughs> so you just take. Uh, so what do you do? You, you, you see, he he seems fine, and there's a bunch of sweets in front of you. Uh huh. Well, I'm gonna start grabbing some sweets. Yeah. Some in my mouth, some in my pocket. Yep. Yep. Good. Same. As you grab the sweets, you turn around. You see Jack's lifeless body fall to the ground. <laughs> fall onto the table and the giantess turns to you two and says how dare you take my sweets come here you so learning from before I kiss Jack okay <laughs> all right roll magic 
<laughs> That's a five, but I get another roll, yeah? Yep. Two. He comes back to life. Yes! Yeah! Jack goes, <laughs> but his bones are horribly broken. He's alive, oh, no. but he's like, can barely walk. Okay. Um, now, there's a giant that's chasing you as you run back out down the beanstalk. How would you like to handle this giantess? Magic or fighting? And what would you like to do? Um, magic. Yeah, I mean, so that's you, what, yeah. You do see that there is, Jack goes, I, I found a magic harp earlier that can make anything fall asleep. Uh-huh. Ooh. So you can I use that. Run over and start playing it. All right, roll magic, Barthena. Okay. Oh, my phone's being funny again. One second, one second. Just got to reload it. Meanwhile, I'm going to just, like, have a little conversation with uh, the little tiny wolf and the little tiny Goldilocks. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get? What'd you get, Angela? Two. You succeed. And the giant yes. just falls asleep. And you're able to escape. What are you talking about with little tiny wolf and, and Goldilocks? Um, I was saying uh, that the first rule is you don't talk about Fight Club. And then the second rule oh. is you do not talk about Fight Club. Oh, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Sounds like maybe some people could misinterpret it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, so you, you, you make your way out of the kingdom with the uh, back down the beanstalk um, with Jack and the three pigs and the three bears and the giants stay up in their kingdom and everyone just stays in their own area. No one has to die. And it's great. Except for that one wolf that... <laughs> Uh, the pigs killed and ate. Um, now, to wrap up, you did not, unfortunately, leave breadcrumbs to oh. find your way back home. Classic. So you don't know how to get home. <laughs> we were so naive when we started this. Yeah, you were really naive when you started. So you don't know how to get home, uh, but... Jack is like, you can be my home, my brother and sister now too. And so Jack's mother adopts you. So when you when you get into this new home, his mother's there and she's baking uh, gingerbread men for you. She says, come on in. I've got plenty of sweets. Uh-huh. But as, as you walk in, one of the gingerbread men jumps up <laughs> off the pan and says, Run, run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. And he runs out the win- out the window. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Out the window <laughs> and off into the woods. And you start to chase it and a new adventure begins. How big is the gingerbread <clears throat> man? Uh, uh, wolf size. Can, can I send <laughs> the two little guys after him? <laughs> yeah, you send the two little guys after him, and they go off on their own adventure. And that's where we'll end our fairy tale Yay. RPG. <laughs> that was uh, really thank fun. You for playing, I, everybody. I have like such such few experiences doing role playing games, and now I want more than anything else to get into a group and do a Brothers Grimm style D and D. That'd be so fun with naivete and worldliness as very important stats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, let's see. We got to start wrapping up a yeah. little bit. So. What have we talked about? We've talked about fairy. We've talked about a lot about what a fairy tale is. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked a lot about how Star Wars it is. So let's let's rattle off some of those real fast. Okay, there's the princess in the tower trope. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, that's uh, very it. good characters and very bad characters. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like you mm-hmm. know who's good and who's bad. Family relationships being kind of central, either a sort of a good and a bad, or a like I want to 
change my status because of my overbearing parent or that kind of thing. Magic. Mm. Mm -hmm. Magic systems being important. Yes. (laughs) Once upon a time and a long time ago. Totally. Very Uh, good. Like like a big hairy guy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kind of like everyone in the cantina could have very well been in a their own fairy tale. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there is a wolf. I was gonna say, yeah, some of them probably were. <laughs> um. So and and a guy we... gets his arm cut off a lot of times. <laughs> I don't that's know. Is true? that fairy tale? You cut your toes off to fit into a shoe. Yeah, that's true. Uh, do we think we can give it a rating, or should we pick a unit of measure? Ah, uh, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Music. Mm-hmm. Does it have music? No. Disney ones do, but that's kind of. What I'm thinking. Yeah, of. Disney does. But I feel like a lot of fairy tales have like, and the nursemaid sang her to sleep with a, That's true. a song that went, and then it was like a warning about being in meadows or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like give the fairies sugar, or they'll give you a rash for the rest of your life. Exactly. <laughs> Is that, that something? <laughs> <laughs> or are you just making up like the type of of cautionary tale that might happen in a fairy tale? <laughs> it's just like the idea of it, basically. Okay, you okay. know, like I don't. I, they do. You do have to give them gifts, and I did hear one time about a rash. So I'm just combining things. Okay. Um, yeah, there's songs in fairy tales like Rapunzel singing, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's true. Well, and like archetypes you mentioned, even in that game we just played, like oh yes, archetypes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very true, very true. Yeah, I don't know. Let's uh let's do some unit of measure. My unit of measure will be uh opening storybook sequences <laughs> like in Shrek. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Uh mine is gonna be uh moons. Because I feel like the moon features in a lot of stories. <laughs> totally. and the moon is important. And Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The forest moon. I'm going to do, um, like, a shell that holds a voice of a young maiden. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, like, really on a Little Mermaid. Maybe, maybe I'll watch Little Mermaid this week. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. I think I'm going to give it, and I don't know, this is just, like, really gut, gut feeling. I'm going to give it, like, a four because of archetypes and fantasy stuff. Mm. You know? Yeah, my brain was even at five. Yeah, I could see that. Fairy tales as a concept and Star Wars, the whole sort of like oeuvre of Star Wars as like a greater collection. Totally. Yeah. Um, I am thinking about phases of the moon now, so I want to give it four moons plus a waning... Gibbous, which is when it's like three fourths full but getting smaller. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, the yeah, phrase yeah. that I don't know what it means, but the phrase that came into my head was waxing gibbous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the same phase, but it's getting it's more on its full way instead up. of yeah. tricky. As it's yeah. waxing and not waning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, there you have it, folks. It's about a four and yeah. a half inch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's, we should wrap up. So do you want us on the internet? Because if you do, you can find us at Half Star Wars it on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at agoodpodcast at gmail.com. And please do. We wish you would. Um, Sandra, you've got messages waiting. All right? Come on. 
Tell, tell about the Patreon, Mike. Oh, uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash how Star Wars is it, where we do a bonus episode every week and we do a film commentary every month. And we only have one more Star Wars movie left to do until it's time to do something new. Exciting. Angela, anything to uh, promote or, or tag or the social media or anything like that? Yeah, um, I'm Angela Rack on social media, but you probably don't want to look me up because I don't do anything. Um, You can look up Bake It Till You Make It, which is my baking company, and also Counterfeit Combat, which is my stage combat teaching company. That's awesome. Mm. Uh, Those are fun. Check them out. I don't think I follow Counterfeit Combat. I'm going to have to go give that a follow. Bake It Till You Make It. Can you purchase baked items from you? You sure can. Uh, we don't ship because we haven't found a good way to make things arrive and taste good. Sure. Uh, so mm-hmm. if you're in the Chicago area, you can That's awesome. get something from us. Yeah. Excellent. Well, sandwiches to Star Wars. It's about time for Tubby Bye Bye. <laughs> so, like we always say, we, we love, love you. And, and may the fourth be with, with you. you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.